Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. Philippians 1, 27 in the Amplified says, Only be sure to lead your lives in a manner that will be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I do come and see you, this is Paul talking to the church, or if I don't ever get a chance to see you ever again, I will hear about you, that you are standing firm in one spirit, one purpose, with one mind, striving side by side, as if in combat for the faith of the gospel. We were born to fight. Pastor Mike said this morning, as believers, we were born to fight. Not fight against each other, but to fight the good fight for the faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We were born to stand side by side as if in combat. My first point, my title tonight actually is, uh, I'm just going to go straight to it, it's the big one. Okay, everybody say the big one. I hope you remember that, it's very hard to, to remember. It's just one. My first point uh, is one. Just the number one. And to explain is there's only one you. Right? Anybody heard, you know, the snowflake theory? You've heard the snowflakes? You know, that not a single snowflake is like another snowflake? Just, I mean, I just, like, legit find that fascinating. And even thinking about the rain, like, rain turns into a snowflake, right? So every drop that's been smashing all over the place is unique. And it's, you know, whatever. I'm not a chemistry scientist, but uh, <laughs> every snowflake is unique. Not one, if you put them under the microscope, is exactly the same. It's kind of like you and I, right? In the body, we have very specific jobs in the body. But I was thinking about the snowflake thing. And anybody, anybody ever been in, in, like, in the snow? I know we're in Queensland. It's people, we haven't had a chance to travel the snow for a while. Was that, was that like three people? Four or five? Okay, some more. So who hasn't been in the snow? Oh, man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> There's this incredible peace when it's snowing so soft and it actually changes the way you can hear things in fact it becomes really difficult to hear because everything's so quiet and it calms everything it's like a peace and a glory to a, a beautiful soft snow and I was thinking about snowflakes and that, that thought as a yes we are individual in the body we're touching on the body we are individuals, and we have a unique calling, but a single snowflake can't cover a mountain in 12 or 20 feet of snow. It's only one stuff, I mean, it'll just melt the moment it drops by itself, but if it's got 10 million other snowflakes piling up on a foundation in the spirit, you can do a lot, right? Did you know that the average person uh, takes 450 selfies a year? That's the average, right? So that's, that's also including the people that have actually never taken one, ever. <laughs> like, so that's from zero to probably like 10,000, averaged out. 18 to 24-year-olds, uh, every third photo is a selfie. God, <laughs> oh my goodness. Google recorded on their Android devices, right? This is excluding Apple devices. Android... Um, because they can compile all of our information in case you didn't know that they have everything about you. Anyway, <laughs> they, they recorded that in a, 
on the average day, on just Android devices alone, 93 million selfies are taken every day, just on Android devices. Not Apple. I didn't even get Apples. I'm like, that's already scary enough. And in 2020, 250 billion selfies were posted. It's a lot of people looking at themselves. <laughs> Crazy thought. I'm just going to let that one sit for a while. See, I want to start with this because unity is so powerful. And when we're, when we're compelled by love for humanity, I felt like God saying, let's take it on a shift for a moment. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of scripture on how to go out and reach the lost and do all that, but I want to come at it from the angle of, of us as, as one unit doing it in Christ, as the, as the body, because that's what God left. He left the church to go and reach and to go and preach the good news. So there's one individual, there's one you, and you do play a part. And when you look at the body as a whole, we've got to see that it takes the individual taking the responsibility to be a part of the big one. Right? It's, it's our responsibility to join in. And that's why I want to just bring us in. This is our journey with Christ as becoming one together. Right. Point two. One. Just the word one. We're going to change it up a little bit so it's not confusing. There's one church and one body. And Dan preached the second half of this passage. Ephesians 4, 1 to 6 is, So I the prisoner of the Lord. And in the, New, in the New Living it says, therefore, which is like saying, hey, we know all about this, so therefore let's start doing something about it. Let's put it into practice. Appeal to you to live a life worthy of the calling, sounds very similar to before, which you have been called, that is to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and mature behavior, and a life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. With all humility, forsaking self-righteousness, and gentleness, maintaining self-control with patience, bearing with one another in unselfish love. Make every effort to keep oneness of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Each individual working together to make the whole successful. There is one body of believers and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope, called to salvation with one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father over Father of us all, who is sovereign over all and working through all and living in all. It's a lot of ones, right? Just, there's actually eight in case you missed it. Um, practical tip, if you want to like outwork this, you just join a life group. Yeah. Jump on a serve team. If you're like, oh, that's cool in theory, but I want to put it into practice, just get on a team. Yeah. Tell you what, this... This team here that I have the honor of being a part of every week coming together, we definitely have to stand as one if we're going to play some songs and lead all of us together in a place of worshiping God, right? So if you want to get involved, definitely jump on a team. I was reading this, this passage uh, in my, my stepfather's Bible. He's passed away since, and his notes are still living on today. My stepfather, he wrote this over this passage, and I thought it was incredibly profound. Said unity is so vital to who we are, a completely unified one entity. We are not individuals anymore. 
I don't know when he wrote this, years ago. But it's so vital to who we are as believers in Jesus. It's not just what we do on a Sunday or throughout the week or in, in our workplaces. That unity is so vital to our identity in Christ that you and I together as one, standing as one, taking communion, standing side by side, believing for miracles, believing through, 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 through relationships coming back together, standing side by side, it's, it's actually who we are. The world looks at the church and goes, this isn't just kind of what they do, what they believe, or, or how they do things on a good, good way to run a team. It's actually who we are as believers in Jesus, that we are not individuals anymore. I love this so much. I could, I could talk on this all day night. All day and night. God dropped this in my heart. You know, the, the church in Corinthians, anybody read Corinthians? Like, Corinthians church was definitely totally messed up. Probably not like us at all in modern day, right? They're way more dysfunctional than us. <laughs> uh, go ahead and read it, and you'll see some similarities to our modern day. But they were, just, they were just so divided on so many things, right? It's like about eating, um, you know, whose who's part in the body was more important? Like, is this guy singing more important than that guy, you know, leading offering? Or is that prophetic word better than this? And, you know, the guy who cleans the toilets, like they were just, they bickered about absolutely everything. And Paul's just like, I could, I could just believe you would have been so frustrated with them. Going, can you just, come on, like just agree on something, please. Like, and I think about that and, and he, and he writes in chapter 12, I, won't, I didn't put it down, but he basically just goes through a list of explaining. He's like, yes, there's all of these things that God gives us, but even some of the things that we think are not as important, they're actually the most important. The things that go unseen are so important to how we work together because it's who we are as the body of Christ. Anybody ever seen the movie Remember the Titans? Oh, Yeah. It, to, to this day, it's actually still the, the, the only movie that I've watched. Like, when it came out, my mom and I got it on VHS. Um, <laughs> yes. Because, <laughs> like, what does that stand for? Is that, like, a uh, very hot, sunny day? Is that, you know, like, like text limit? It's, uh, anyway. <laughs> it's like a box that you shove in another box, and it plays a movie. Um, and then you have to rewind it. It takes forever. We rented this movie. It just came out. I remember being so excited because I love football. Uh, and my mom, and it was just my mom and I, movie night, and it was so good. We literally took it out, rewound it, put it back in, and watched it again. <laughs> the only movie I've ever done that with. But I love that this community was in, a, in, in the South at the time when they were going through a lot, of, a lot of division, a lot of racial divide on many, many things. Um, they had to get through a lot. And the story, if you don't know, is um, there's a, a, a black coach who's from a, a different area. They blend this high school team from an all-white team with a black team, a black school. So they blended them together. Like, you're going to do this. Like, this is something we have to do to break away from racial divide, uh, which is still wildly unnecessary, but still going on in our world, unfortunately. But they were doing this, and the coach, the white coach, who had led 15 championships, he got demoted to assistant coach, and the black coach came in, right? You can see the natural responses that could have taken place on many levels. So then the football team went from all white to black and white. Crazy division, right? Um, 
And so for me, I'm not even going to get in it, but having Mexican brothers and a black sister, I, I was kind of like, yeah, was, of course you're going to work things out. You, duh. Like, but watching it as a boy, I went, I didn't realize there was so much that people had to get through to work through division. Parents, divorce, there's so much division in our world, right? Our world sees division on the daily basis. People bickering in the workplace and gossiping about somebody else because they didn't do things the way they wanted to do it. It's all over our world. That's how the world operates. But this football team comes together, and the quote on the front of the movie, it says, before they could win, they go on to win national championships, by the way, if you don't know, just a spoiler alert, amazing story. But on the, the front of the movie, the, the, the big hit line is, before they could win, they had to become one. I don't know if any of you have walked through that kind of crazy division, but it is in our world, and the enemy will try and get amongst us. We are in battle. This, this anchor scripture, that we are standing side by side as if in combat for the faith of the gospel. We are in battle. Pastor Sam needed us to stand in the spirit believing with him that he was going to get his breakthrough. We are in warfare. There is darkness pushing back on what we're doing here because there's breakthrough coming in this church and in this region and in your families and in your workplaces. I believe it. I believe it. So we are in warfare together, and we must stand side by side. But I thought about this. It's like, what good are we in battle if we can't even decide on what weapon to use? We've got to get away from any form of division with you and I, brothers and sisters, standing together, taking communion. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't have objections with one another. It doesn't mean you won't disagree from time to time or maybe permanently disagree on, on a topic. But standing united in spirit and in purpose and in mind for the sake of the gospel, that's what unity looks like. Point three, I'm changing up a little bit, just a little, is three plus one equals one. What? <laughs> well, there's another one. So Mueller, for all the Mueller kids, you learn that one plus one plus one equals one. Yeah, you're going with the basic math. That's fine. And it's, it's for this. The one plus one plus one equals one is Father, Son, Holy Spirit equal one God. And so I want to give us the foundation for how we do this together. Big foundation. It's in the Trinity God. The three is the God, so he got the three parts, but he is one, right? So we all equal down to one. But listen to this passage. It's one of my absolute favorite. I know I feel like I say that every time I get up here. <laughs> I just love the word of God, okay? John 17. I do not pray for these alone, which he's talking about his disciples. It is not for their sake only that I make this request. This is Jesus praying to the Father before he goes to the cross but also for all, which is us, those who will ever believe and trust in me through their message, that they all may be one just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be in us so that the world may believe without any doubt that you sent me. Verse 22, I have given them the glory and honor and I just picture that kind of like that snow day. There's just this peaceful glory that comes when we're united. The glory and honor which you, gave, which you have given me, that they may be one just as we are one. I and them and you and me, that they may be perfected and completed into one. So that the world may know without any doubt. There it is again, two verses. That you sent me and 
that you have loved them just as you have loved me. The NLT says, may they they experience such perfect unity. Because it's who we are. It's who we are. I'm going to get the the worship team. They're probably making their way out here already. I want to spend some time. They're here? No? Yep, boom, there they are. Sneaking up, Pastor Cam. I don't want this to be heavy. I want this to be an encouragement to us. Because we have a God that is so powerful by nature... He is in perfect unity with himself. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he's saying, hey, I want you to grasp something. You were made in my image. So to reach this world with love, you've actually got to come in me and I in you and you in each other so that me, the three head, the three Godhead, Trinity Godhead, with me individually, with all of us, we are one spirit, one mind, one purpose set out to reach the lost for humanity. Because the mission of God is simple. It's to reconcile lost humanity, all, all human beings, with him. That's, that's the simplicity of the gospel. We have a separation from God. And he's saying, hey, I want to make that right. And if you're not right with God, I'm going I'm to lead you in an opportunity to, to make that right, to be right with God and to join this family, the brothers and sisters in Christ that will stand through whatever situation you're walking through in life. That we are made in the image of this God. This is the big one. This is with God. This is you and I in God and Him in us, in the Father, in the Spirit, in the Son, and we're all joined as one to reach our world. But as I was looking over this as the gospel, right? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. It's basically the gospel in one sentence. The one that he, that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. I've missed this so many times when I've read this passage. It says that, May they be one so that the world will know without any doubt that you sent me. Not only that he sent him, which we know in history, but that by us being united as one, that we'll know that God does love us. So when I stand next to a brother and sister, maybe we've had a disagreement and we come back and we join and we stand and we believe and we declare faith, we declare God's power power in every situation, that confirms God's love to me when I'm standing united with a brother in Christ, with a sister in Christ. That's the confirmation of the gospel That's the confirmation that Jesus came to planet earth was by you and I standing united as one. Yes, Jesus did it. He said, he he, he went to the cross. He finished the work. He he went to the grave. He emptied the grave. But confirming without any shadow of a doubt in our minds 2,000 years later, the thing that confirms it for you and I is that when we stand, when we stand united with one spirit, one baptism, one hope, one father, one God, that's us. That's how we reach a world for Jesus Christ, when we stand united. I can't reach the world on my own. I need Dan to do his bit. I need Jerry up the back to do his bit. I need the guys up the back to do their part. You've got to do your your part. You've got to bring whatever that that gift in the body is. You've got to stand united as one, leaning together. We're going to spend some time in, in ministry because... I really feel God wanting to work on, on these areas because I'm not going to shy away from the fact that some of these things can cause memories of hurt in the church. Man, I've heard so much of it. I grew up uh, in, in Orange, and unfortunately, 
I watched two church splits. Not like, hey, we're going to plant a church, but like, hey, this church literally just split completely um, from uh, a huge moral fallout from one leader, uh, from moral fallout from, the, from a board deciding things. So another pastor left, and I watched this. And this is in the space of three years. And to this day, I'm still watching the ripple effect of what that's done to people who were on platform declaring the, 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 the power of God are now not even walking and declaring Him as their Lord and Savior. Division must be put away. We must come united, whatever our disagreements are. Can I say this soberingly, that, that I've walked through some, I know others that have walked through some, and I've watched the fruit of what the Holy Spirit can do when He joins us in one spirit and one purpose. And maybe, maybe for reaching our loss, it might be a simple task of just saying sorry to somebody. Praying for salvation for a family member, but they've heard all of our stories about so-and-so and blah, 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 and they're going, I don't want a part of that. Maybe it's just saying sorry to somebody that builds that bond in the spirit. Or maybe tonight when we have some space, might be forgiving somebody. It could be years ago. It could have been yesterday. It could have been today. I've had to say sorry to some people that are standing on stage here. This is the real deal. I'm, I'm very passionate about the body of Christ standing united because if I take God's word as it stands, I want to reach the world for Jesus Christ standing in combat, standing in a, in a battle that the enemy wants to divide us. If he can split us that we can't confirm the gospel of Jesus Christ and his love for all of humanity, right? So we're going to leave some space here. We're going to have some room. Uh, there is kids coloring down the front. That's right. We've got plenty of space. If you just need to come and spend some time with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit so he can do some work on our hearts, maybe, maybe it is just saying sorry to somebody after, after the service. Maybe it is forgiving somebody. Maybe you don't have the chance to forgive them out loud, but you can come and do that at the altar going, God, I, I give this up. I I'm going to forgive that person and stand with them in Christ. Imagine if, imagine if we didn't do that. We wouldn't be able to stand. Like, I think of the times that I've been able to stand with Hazel in this journey. We've definitely had a lot of disagreements. We, we run a lot of things in church. But we still stand united, one spirit, one mind and one faith believing that in this journey and when, the, when I need that journey that's going to be the same let's put it aside let's come and allow the spirit of God to work on us as individuals but as one big united body of Christ to see our world one thank you for listening if you made a decision to follow Jesus congratulations this is the beginning of a life changing journey We encourage you to tell someone about your decision and pray and read the Bible every day. We also recommend attending a church in your local area. We have many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We are so excited to see you there.